Hi, everyone. You are listening to Conversations with Friends, a podcast for those of us who are navigating the decade of our 60s. In each episode, I invite a friend to spend time with me as we explore the ways we have and can respond to life in our 60s. And we're going to especially cover the process of retirement. The friend who has agreed to spend time with me today is Suzanne. Suzanne and I met at Penn State York. I am still on the faculty uh, in the English department, and Suzanne was our instructional designer. We'll get to to that in a few, but Suzanne, um, just tell us what an instructional designer is and, and how you personally executed that position. Sure. And thanks for having me, Marcy. It's great to be here and be able to talk about some of these things um, together. So an instructional designer really depends on the context in which you're working. So they are people trained in education and just as it says, they design instruction, but they look at the properties of the learner and the content to be learned and the outcomes Um, and have strategies that they put together. So in my context in higher ed, my background was always in centers for teaching and learning. Um, And so that is really the model I employed when I got to campus, um, looking at what were the needs um, and, you know, what could really benefit people teaching in a higher education um, environment. And so uh, that's really how I went about developing sort of the things that I did with the faculty. Okay, thanks. Um, so before we get into what's going on with Suzanne, since, since she is my first guest, and since she is an instructional designer, I wanted to get her take on her experience using the Zencaster software. <laughs> well, you, we were laughing about that because we've had um, uh, we've had some some a snag with hearing each other in the podcast, uh, but I think we finally figured that out. We'll get to that in a minute. Well, for, first of all, was it fairly easy to like log into the episode and find the episode? Yes, it was super easy. I just used the link, um, and we were in Google Chrome as our browser, and I was able to go right in. It, it asked me uh, if I wanted to use the default microphone and speakers. I said yes. In the test, you could see the waveform, meaning that it was picking up my sound from the mic. Uh, but our difficulty came that I couldn't hear uh, your voice, even though we could see that it was picking it up on your end. Uh, right. I couldn't hear it. So we did a lot of problem solving <laughs> and troubleshooting uh, and really were stumped for a while, even with your the help people there. Uh, but then we changed browsers and it worked right away. So, right, they they really promote using Chrome, and and it was working when we did a test. When I did a test uh, with it with a with a representative, it worked for me. But for some reason, I couldn't hear Susan. I couldn't hear. She couldn't hear me. I could hear her. 
And so she tried a different browser. You try, you're, you're in Microsoft Edge now, right? Yes. Yes. And I'm, well, I'm, in, and I'm, I'm in Chrome. I'm just wondering that Google has a lot of settings that can be very specific for very specific websites. You can change the settings and go very deep with those settings, which I don't think Edge really has to the same degree. And so there may be something in there that we just didn't see uh, that was conflicting. Um, and it could also be tied into my uh, antivirus uh, suite of things. I was thinking that the other day, um, that there might be something there that's always, you know, it's always on guard in my Google. And so right. like, who knows, it could be thinking that that's a threat somehow and just has it blocked. <laughs> right. Yeah. We, we spent, I mean, the first time we were trying to do this, we spent about two and a half hours trying to figure this out. Yeah. Um, I spent another some other time with a rep just chatting and and figuring it out. We did some research on our own and none of those yeah. seemed to break through. And then no. today all of a sudden you said, Let me change my browser. <laughs> and everybody listening to this is going, duh. <laughs> right, exactly. Yes. Wasn't that the first thing you should have done? Yeah, 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 yeah. But well, we got here, so that's good. Okay. So, um, so, so, what I want to really talk to you about, and and there's a lot of things we can talk about, but but I sent you a few questions to think about. Actually, I sent you about seven questions to think about. Yeah. Um, and really, you know. Uh, just to talk about your experience with the retirement process. Yeah. Um, so let me just let me just go over the, uh, go through a few of those. So how did you decide when you were going to retire? Yeah. So I mean, this was going to sound like a very heartless answer <laughs> because uh, I chose. And you know this is probably as well as anybody that I was advertising my retirement probably three years before I really <laughs> retired. Uh, I was looking forward to it so much, not because I didn't like where I was working. It was just I was ready to be done. And I picked my day based on when I would receive my full benefits from Penn State. And that was the day I retired. Okay. And that's so, how yeah, I chose took, it. Right. You took that into consideration um, yeah. for retirement. Was that? Yeah. yeah. You didn't have a neon sign flashing outside your office or anything. but <laughs> Almost. <laughs> almost. Right, almost. <laughs> um, so what was your, maybe like your last year, your last six months of work like? Yeah. Well, you know, we were in COVID. So it, I went from being somebody who was very hands-on and, you know, our office, Marcy and I used to share an office. She knew how busy it was, you know, people coming and going, asking a million questions and to, to something very different as everybody experienced during COVID. But my role sort of just totally changed almost to help desk level. But 
because I was home. Oh, and so, right. you know, you're not going to drum up enthusiasm for a scholarship of teaching and learning <laughs> data collection project when people are just barely hanging on, you know. So my job got simpler uh, being at home. Um, and it also, you know, as we got closer to the last six months, it was nice because I had a chance to really step back and think about the work and how what it meant to me and, you know, why I was doing what I was doing and the impact I thought it had. Um, and so it was a really nice time to get a chance to be reflective about it all. And I did some writing around that. And also I was able to just think about how I wanted to step out because, you know, it's a service job. And so mm -hmm. you're helping people. And so that means a lot. Um, and I didn't want to just like walk away and you didn't see people for two years. And now these people you've been so invested in their success and the work they're doing. Um, and so I, I somehow, I don't even remember how the idea came to me. I made these little medallions that people could hang on their door to just thank them for, you know, the time we had together, because if you, if you as the faculty didn't, choose to work with me, I, I would have nothing to do, right? So it's right. a relationship and important ones with a hundred faculty um, at Penn State. It was a lot of relationships that I had a chance to really step back and, and not put closure on because that was nice. I wasn't moving anywhere. I knew, you know, the people I wanted to continue to see and vice versa, that, that hopefully that would continue. Um, and so, you know, I didn't have that sort of goodbye that's final, uh, but it, it was a really nice, reflective time. Uh, right. Which, but, you know, we wouldn't I have think, had without COVID. That wouldn't have never right. happened. But I think, too, Suzanne, I mean, you're a reflective person. And, and we spent, you know, you and I spent a lot of time together, um, not just in our, in our office, our, our very yes. small and cramped office together, yeah. but also you taught, um, uh, you, you taught a faculty, faculty sessions on mindfulness. Yes. Uh, yes. I think, I think which, you know, were powerful sessions because, um, uh, they led to, I mean, we, we, we talked about meditation, mindful walking and eating, mindful writing. And so all yes. of that, you know, so all of that, I feel as if in some ways that prepared you to, to be more intentional about this, you know, yes. Six, yeah, I agree. You know, this three to six months out, you know, before you yes. retired. And I think it was uh, apparent to me as I started to clean my office out <laughs> and there was like a frenzy. I was frenzied like, let's get this done because it was just 15 years of collected stuff that, you know, you think I'm going to need this one day. And I really caught myself 
in the middle saying you need to slow down because this Mm -hmm. is important what you're doing. It's not about throwing it out and moving on. It's about being more reverent about the work. And yeah, I, I agree. I think, um, and, and we really started that because everybody, people needed it at that time, just a sense of self-care and that it was okay to take that time. Um, and sure. And again, I benefit from that, right? I benefit sure. from seeing a need someplace, working with somebody on that and groups of people on that. It, it, as a teacher, you learn and you change yourself. So mm-hmm. all of that, I count that as, you know, a huge, huge uh, benefit to my life. So yeah, it sounds it sounds as if like I'm I'm hearing some repeated words, um, relationships, service. Um, you know, those are the kinds of things. Intentionality. You know, bringing that into your everyday life and your your life of work too, into your professional life. Yes. And then you know then then that provides you know, that can provide us, you know, with some tools to, you know, as we move into this time in our 60s, when we are starting to, you know, move away from uh, a life of work, right? Yeah. Uh, or, or a life of work in a certain way, maybe, and yes. into this other era of our life. Yeah, because I mean, they're in the work that any of us do, I think we bring to it ourselves. And so this idea of service as important, I I can tell you that not every instructional designer thinks about their work in that way. And, you know, right or wrong, I'm not saying, I'm just saying, you know, we bring ourselves to it. For me, that's been an important part of you know, how I approach some of my previous jobs. And so I think that's why it played an important role. But it's interesting, as you say, how has that carried forward in this time post-work? I think uh, I was really just tired and I needed to just stop and not think about how I'm going to, you know, because many people, we know a lot of people from Penn State, good people who are out in the community doing good, good work. And then they realize you're retired and then they're like, Hey, you want to come and do this, you know? (laughs) And, and you think on the outside, you can see why that makes sense. Sure. I'd be a logical person to ask and say, Hey, we got this project over here. You know, there's a need. Do you want to help? And I just, I'm not ready yet for that. I still feel like. Yeah. It's as if, I'm sorry to interrupt. I'm sorry I interrupted you. It's as if other people want to fill up your day. Yes. 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 They want to plan plan out your day for you. And, 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 and sort of assuming because you're retired, 
you have all this free time that you need to fill up in order to feel satisfied or happy or productive. Yes. But it sounds like... Oh, go yeah, ahead. I don't want to be useful right now, you know, <laughs> like I'd like to be a break, have a break from being useful and utilitarian and all of that. <laughs> yeah. I just sort of want to be, I just want to be for a little yes. while. Yeah. Instead of, you know, I mean, there's always that tension between being and doing. Yes. Right? Yes. And, and sometimes we, we see the doing as as what is going to give us value yeah right as opposed to just being um you know sitting i mean you know and you know when we think about meditation a lot of people say well just sit Mm -hmm. and 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 the 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 sitting the pillow um will teach you yeah to drop, yeah, well, I always feel like this sense of dropping in, and and it feels like to this place of peace, and quiet, and just stillness, without the need to be solving something. And I re- clearly remember one of the first very intense mindfulness trainings. It was a five day intensive. And it was definitely intensive. And I remember asking one of the facilitators, because I still didn't quite understand in this context what what all this time could be for, right? And I remember saying to her, um, I have right right now in my life at that time, I had a lot of things that were happening that I needed to be able to sit quietly and think about because there there were issues, there were problems. I needed to think about it. And she said, no, that's not what we're doing here. Oh. Right? That is a different <laughs> that is a different process of your mind. Important, but that's not what we're doing here. And it took me a while wow. to wrap my arms around it and be able to let that go and just you know, be in these five days. And of course it was fabulous, you know, uh, but it's, I think that that's a challenge for anybody really to stop your mind from problem solving and all the other things that your mind is going to do to get to that place of just real stillness. Looking Um, ahead, you know, you always are looking ahead. Yes. uh, uh, Checking off your to-do list in your, in your head. Yeah. Or this um, and, thing's and, broken. I have to fix it. What, right. what do I have to do? Yeah. And not just um, trying to be in the present moment. Yes. Um, yeah. That can, uh, that can just lead to so much anxiety. Uh, yeah. That- and I think what's, what's been interesting in retirement is that, you know, you might, not you, but somebody might look at how busy I was and say, oh, she's going to have a hard time in settling down in retirement. I'm not the one that's having the problem. It's other people. (laughs) And I'm thinking, you know, I I mean, even if you don't want to settle down, like a lot of people think, what am I going to do in my retirement? And and I'm like, you know, I can't, I I know, I I know some things. Yes. I mean, I want to, I want to, 
I want to be, but yeah, I have some, I have a lot to do. Yes. <laughs> um, that doesn't necessarily mean it to do in, uh, to, to run around and try to feel productive, but yes, just right. in, in, in my life of writing and reading and, um, and being quiet. Yes. And I think to me, that's been the biggest aha is getting to what is authentically mine to what is my authentic experience of retirement. Right. And for everybody, that's going to be different. And it's, it's like, what exactly, what are the things that I want to do to explore the questions I have or the ones that come to me that are interesting? That's the, that's the joy of retirement, right. Is to not be on somebody else's agenda. And just like, you know, nobody wants to hear you say no when they have an agenda. Um, you have to defend that a little bit, I think, and give yourself permission to say, I'm not stepping into yours. I still don't fully understand what mine is. And I may have some free points in my schedule, but I'm not giving them to other people. <laughs> right. I mean, I think, let me, let me repeat that question that you, mm-hmm. that you voiced. Um, what is my authentic experience of retirement? Yeah. And and that's a great question uh for anyone to begin with. And and yeah. but I also think it's a question that you can ask daily. I yes. mean I mean Thich Nhat Han says um what is my appointment with life in the present moment? Yes. And and that's a question you can ask every day throughout the day and Yes. And this question, what is my authentic experience of retirement? Or, or if you're, if you're doing something that doesn't feel, um, I I don't want to say comfortable because obviously we can't do everything that comforts us, but doesn't feel like it's connecting with you. You can then change that up and say, is this an authentic experience of retirement for me. Yeah. And I think a good example of this is, you know, I planned, I wanted to travel, right? That's what I wanted to do. And I had real plans to do that. Yes. Um, But COVID came along and then my mom had some serious health issues. And so my authentic experience of retirement was, even though everybody said, you should just go, just go anyway, just go. And I had to step back and ask myself, what is it that I, where do I want to be? And it wasn't any place other than with my mom. And, you know, everybody can say, oh, you should have done this. You missed this opportunity. I never felt like that was something I missed and I would never do it differently. I, it's been a, a huge blessing to have this time with her, even though it's been challenging and it has changed the things I thought I might be doing in the first couple of years, I wouldn't have it any other way right Right now. And, and, and so instead, that's so, what you're so, saying. Yeah. I mean, you so know, it's sort of what happened there was you, 
you were attached to this one vision of retirement. Yep. And so you had to, you know, sort of detach from that. Yeah. And, and, and not, you know, and not be, not be attached to this one vision and find another way to be. And, and again, here's, you know, this is interesting in this conversation because now for me, I've seen it come up twice, the pressure from outside. Again, here Mm. it was, you know, this is what you should be doing. You should be traveling. There are other people that can take care of your mom. You shouldn't miss this opportunity, right? There are these Mm -hmm. outside voices that I'm just so glad. I think at a younger age, I would have let much of that influence me. And so maybe that's why we wait till we're older to, you know, really know our minds and, and hearts and be able to, you know, whatever it is, that's going to be the challenge. Keep, keep working towards what's, what's real for me. What is it that I really, and then you find meaning in that. Mm -hmm. And I also think maybe the, some of the people who were asking or were making that suggestion to you that that's more about them right mm-hmm. than about you yeah it's you know what or just you know whatever they call it conventional wisdom says oh yes yeah you know but this oh, is no. a convention of retirement is that you travel so yes exactly. why aren't you abiding by that convention yes of traveling yeah. when you're retired Yes. Yeah. And I can say of I've been content. And in your whole life, when you think about how many times in your life can you really say that to feel, I think my very first, I mean, I can still so clearly remember the first day I got to wake up and not have the alarm clock, not have oh, an yeah. agenda. And to be just to be able to walk outside with my cup of coffee. I had a book I was reading that I had hadn't read for a while and loved it. And it, there's just this feeling of this weight, and maybe also that's because of being in a service position, right? You're you're you have the weight of all of the people that need to be helped, especially during that COVID. Need but, you that yes that, that that are you know that are. Um, seeking you out uh, yes. continually. Yeah, and I mean, just to feel have, that lift, right? Because I mean, let's face it: when 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 COVID hit in March 2020, Penn State faculty had a weekend. Yeah. To think about that, yeah. Suzanne. I had know, a, it's crazy. We had a weekend to yep. set up our courses online. Now. Some of us were much more robust users already yes. of our yes. learning of our learning management system. We had some experience with Zoom, but yeah. as you know, there were yes. there were a lot of faculty who did not have that robust experience with technology. So um, I can imagine, you know, that first you know, the beauty of that first day for you. Yes. Where, was... because even, you know, Suzanne, even though quote unquote, we like, for instance, for me as a faculty member, we have off over the summer. Yeah. 
we don't have off over the summer. No, what teacher does? Yes, we are constantly thinking about teaching. We read something and we think, oh, I could use that in my class or I should use this in my class. So this idea, you know, our brain doesn't go off. It doesn't turn off from the profession. No. And the deadline is ahead of you, right? Right. So you know that August is coming, no matter whether it's (laughs) May or, you know, whatever. It's coming for you. Right. And to finally realize for the first time, it's not coming. Oh, my God. It's just so great. Right. Yes. It is. It's fabulous. And I'm sort of still in that honeymoon. I don't want anybody to, you know, (laughs) take that away from me. You don't want anybody to come into your bubble, really, to no. remind you of yeah, not of doing this it. other world out there. <laughs> no. Well, we've we've covered a lot of the questions that I sent you. Um, let me ask you on the other side. I mean, we've talked a lot about uh, what has been the best thing about retirement, how you establish that date. What has been a reality check for you though during retirement what is what are one you know one yeah. or maybe two things that have been uh, sort of a that have <laughs> yeah. that have um, burst that bubble a little bit yeah well i think you can't is it what do i want to say overestimate or underestimate you can't Under- underestimate the impact that you're going to have uh, with people you live with. Like, mm. I just never felt like it was going to be a challenge. Like, I was the one that was changing. You know, my husband was just doing the same thing, right, that he had done through COVID. He's here, he's working, he's teaching, he's doing his thing. And I just didn't ever see that it was going to be challenging for him that my life changed. So I think no matter no matter what form it takes, the change in the routine uh, is always going to be difficult, I think. And it, t- it takes time to navigate it and figure out to see it, to address it, to, you know, work through it, hopefully. And so that shocked me. Okay, so I just never saw that coming. Right. So one thing, whoever you live with, husband, wife, children, uh, maybe you're living with your parents. uh, Yeah, that that change is going to be something that that you're going to have to continually navigate. And negotiate. Yeah. Because it's like a birth. It's in like, one person's life. Yes. Yep. Yeah, because if any, imagine if any other important aspect, what's more important than our life of work, you know, for most of us for that time in our 40s and 50s, it's like where we're most generative and we're, you know, that's where we are. And then something as significant as that changes. I... I just never saw that it was going to be difficult for him. I could see if it was his his life changing, you know. So mm-hmm. I so I think that that's something to be sensitive to. Mm-hmm. 
So it is. And so, I, I wasn't because I just didn't see it. Yeah. So. Um, so anything else that's a reality check in addition to these relationships that we have, anything else? Well, I mean, it's hard to, it's hard to separate COVID and all of that from this time, you know, because I it, think it would be very different if it, if we weren't in COVID time, because that just that changed a lot of things. Um, I don't, I mean, I didn't expect my mom's health problems. Oh, right. And so that's yes. taken up a lot of my time. Right. I mean, that's been huge. So like you couldn't see that coming either. So all these things I thought, <laughs> you know, now, <laughs> well, that's but I good. don't, I don't mind. It's not like it's, yeah, it's not like it's a bad thing. So yeah. you can have your idea and your plan, but you gotta be but there flexible. There has to be I just mean, time. Like, well, yeah, like how, you know, and, and I think, you know, just even us talking about it makes me think because I'm, you know, I'm looking at retirement too. I, I, I'm not going to yeah. give any date right now, <laughs> um, but yeah. I'm close, right? I'm close to, to that moment. <laughs> and it's just good to hear this because not that you want to think about all the negative things that are going to happen, but that maybe yeah. you can just bring that into your world a little bit, like, okay, you know, just, just the awareness of it, right. That yes, the relation, yeah. that the relationship might be there, there's going to be some, some, uh, difficulty there, uh, yeah. uh family, you know, uh, we might have a family member that we have to take care of, um, you know, and, and, and finances too, right. That the finances yes, are going to yes. be very different and, and managing those. Um, yeah, so, you have to get used to spending money and not having money coming in. Right. So that's a, that's a challenge for yes. sure. You know, yeah. that you have to work through and say, you know, it's going to be okay. You, even right. though it doesn't feel right, right. Yeah. Uh, it's it's something you adjust to. And our financial guy told us that. He goes, the hardest thing I have to do with my clients is to convince people they can spend some money. Oh, okay. Because you just don't want to. You know, you don't want to. Because it's like, I didn't, I don't have a paycheck coming in. Right. I don't want to spend anything. But, you know. It's okay. Okay. Um, let's see. Um, is so I I feel like we've we've really you know I I I just so my listeners know I emailed Suzanne a list of questions and as I look over these questions it looks like we've really just answered um, a lot of these questions. One one last question. Mm -hmm. um, is there anything else that, that you personally would like to talk about unrelated to retirement? I mean, is there you know, not to give you, uh, I mean, you could talk about anything, a book you're reading, a show you're watching, uh, oh. a, a dream you have, something unsuspe unsuspected that, yeah. that has happened to you. Um, it's such a fun, it's a fun question. And I feel like, you know, you and I could talk about this 
for a long, a long time. There's so many. That's part of it, though. There's it's such a rich world that we have access to via the internet, right? And so, just I know I'm spending a boatload of time learning about uh, how to build soil and grow the healthiest food that I can, and um, and that has taken me a lot of time and energy, but it's so energizing. To that's one of my authentic questions, right? How can I do this? Um, how can I understand the processes? So that's sort of where I've been for the last year in my own um, quest of learning and growing. But I think, I mean, I think the thing that strikes me is just time. Like it is such a gift to have time and resources to do something with that time, right? It is a gift. And even if that means today I am going to watch crazy things on YouTube because it's like reading a book. It's like exploring all of these worlds that you never knew were out there. And I just can't get enough. I like seeing how other people live. So, I mean, if you... If anybody looked at, you know, how I'm spending my time, they probably would be scolding me, but I don't care. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm just, I'm very absorbed in, in it all and right. enjoying it. Yeah, well, that, that sounds great. And, and I've, um, Suzanne and I actually live pretty, pretty close to one another, a few miles away from each other. Um, uh, so, um, um, I've seen her garden. She has this beautiful garden, both vegetables and flowers. And she's doing all this really cool stuff, making, making kombucha, kombucha. Um, you know, we come over there and we sit on her back porch and, and drink that and, and, uh, sometimes share a lunch. So, uh, so I've, I've seen her work and, and really, you know, personally, I can relate to that work about soil because uh, Suzanne knows that my husband and I, we live on 10 acres and and we've tried to uh, think about soil and maintain, yeah. you know, really, I mean, because that's where it all starts, right? Yeah. That's, yeah. that is crucial to um, everything. To the, yeah, to everything. Healthy um, plants, healthy people. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So, well, that's, that's, um, well, Suzanne, this has been a great conversation. And I appreciate it. How many times in life do we get somebody who really wants to listen to what, <laughs> what, what yeah. do you want to talk about? Right. So right. call me anytime. Because right. I, I hope, um, <laughs> I hope I've been a good listener. Yes, uh, absolutely. And this, this is good practice for me too, but um, so, so now let me, so, so again, thanks for, um, sharing your wisdom, both about retirement and about, about being and about living your authentic life. And let me just end with that, 
let me end with two things. Let me just end with that question that you put forth. Uh, what is my authentic experience of retirement? Mm -hmm. So I think that's a good question for those of us in our 60s mm -hmm. um, to reflect on and maybe even journal about mm -hmm. uh, from time to time. Well, and, then and the, the conversation is so important because look at all those insights I had, and I'm sure I'll still have them for myself just because we were having this conversation. That's which, right. I, I mean, I mean, just coming, you know, just having the conversation can reveal so much, not just for the person who is offering like you are. Yeah. And, and for me, the one who is asking the questions. Um, so. So, yes, I mean, I think I think it's it's just been very satisfying mm -hmm. for me, too. Thank you. Sure. Um, so let me let me leave you with this technology note. All right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> when I when I stop recording. And I don't I don't know what I do. At, literally, I'm not sure what happens after I stop recording, but. When this will show up on your screen. But what will show up on your screen is it will it will be doing a process. All right. There's mm -hmm. some process that it's going to do. I don't know if it's downloading your recording or, or what's happening, but whatever it is, don't close your window okay. until you see that process saying yes, confirmed, everything is okay, whatever that whatever that language is mm -hmm. that, that Zencaster uses. Okay. Okay. Yep. All right. So I'm going to stop recording now and I might, it might take me a couple minutes or so to figure out what I'm supposed to do after that so that you get that, that screen, right? That okay. dial, that yeah. pop-up box, I should say. All right. That was a very, right. very anticlimactic way to end our, <laughs> no, end our, end our session. Yeah. Thank you, Marcy. Thank you, Suzanne. Take care. All right, you too.